Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mike on Mike Wadecast. You know, when something has been given an acronym, it's because the phrase is used so often that it's just easier to use verbal shorthand, like ASAP and AWOL. That'd be a couple of examples. BFF and ROFL would be a couple of others. MRI, for instance, would be yet another. Magnetic resonance imaging. But have you ever heard of MIR? MIR, it's a thing. It stands for Musical Imagery Repetition. Musical Imagery Repetition. What about IMI? You ever heard of that? IMI? Involuntary Musical Imagery. Two very clinical ways to describe what we otherwise know as an earworm. Now, before I started looking into it, I had no idea there had been so much research done on songs we can't get out of our heads. There are studies that show 98% of us experience earworms, that three times as many earworms include lyrics, not just the melody, and that they tend to last longer for women. And here's something that backs that theory up. The most extreme example of an earworm I can think of would be Jean Harris. Jean Harris, the woman who murdered Dr. Herman Tarnauer? Those names you may or may not recognize, but that's the guy that wrote the Scarsdale Diet book. Well, they had an affair for 14 years. He then dumps her for someone half his age and jilted Jean, who testified during her trial that she was going to take her own life but wanted to see him just one more time, goes to his home with her weapon, discovers the other woman had been there, and then shoots and kills the doctor, which is why I presume she was convicted of second-degree instead of first-degree murder. Maybe about now you're wondering, how did we wind up in the ditch with a story about a 40-year-old murder? Relevance, Your Honor. No need for a sidebar here because it turns out Jean said that she was obsessed with the song Put the Blame on Mame. That's from the old movie Gilda. Okay, when the word obsession is used in association with someone who committed a crime of passion, it kind of takes the word obsession to another level, doesn't it? And even if you've never heard of the song or seen the movie, here's the really creepy part. She said that song played in her head over and over for more than 33 years. That she could be talking to someone and it would still be playing in her mind. (laughs) Okay, I'm thinking what you're probably thinking. Sounds like a real flimsy, loony tunes, we got nothing else for the jury. Apart from the jealousy because the doctor wouldn't marry her. I mean, we, we wouldn't want motive to get in the way of a sensational trial. But wait, let's turn it up to 11. Here's the Emerald Lagasse part. The song she couldn't get out of her head is about the ultimate femme fatale. It's a song that basically says if something bad happened and you needed someone to blame, so bam, put the blame on Mame. Then I find all this research about how to get rid of an earworm. You've probably heard the simplest way is chewing gum. Now, why is that supposed to work? It supposedly helps to block the subvocal rehearsal component of our auditory short-term working memory, which I'm sure is very scientific. But doesn't that sound like something you and I could have just made up on the spot? If we'd been tasked with studying this melody malady, much like a term paper in school, we waited till the last minute, we'd just make sure the word count in our final report was really hefty. And I'm not saying that's what they did in this case, but the published findings certainly had to justify the grant money. So diving a bit deeper, if chewing gum doesn't work, there are studies out there that suggest finding a cure song. Do you know what that is? Well, it's something that will hopefully keep you from going Gene Harris on somebody. A Cure song is a song that breaks the cycle. Two of the most popular are God Save the Queen and Happy Birthday. I'm wondering how long it's going to take you to start thinking of Cure songs for the Cure songs because you can't get those two songs out of your head. Which is why I say, don't fight the feeling. 
Music triggers memories, and they remain a part of you for a reason. My short-term working memory ain't what it used to be, but I'm thankful that my long-term sub-vocal rehearsal component is still intact. Rather than expel it, I say, embrace the earworm. If the hook of a song drills down into either side of your right or left brain, then just roll with it. Enjoy it. Daydream about it. Drum it. Dance it. Sing it like nobody's looking or listening. We shouldn't play the blame-mame game. We should be thanking her for diverting us from the events of a year that we're going to look back on one day and think, yuck, 2020, what a long, strange trip it's been. Because every time your deadhead starts trucking to another time in your life, that diversion is a good thing. A song that puts you in the wayback machine to a time when you knew exactly where you were, who you were with, what you were driving, and can even see the volume knob you used to turn it up on the radio you were listening to. That, my friend, is what makes oldies golden. So don't watch that clip of Rita Hayworth. Don't go to a concert, as if. Don't stream your favorite channel, unless you want to savor the soundtrack of your life. Earworms aren't the disease, they're the cure. And if you've ever been next to someone and start mumbling it, how cool is it when they look at you and say, I was just thinking of that song. They're like little snippets of happiness that get sprinkled on a plate that's always too full. Maybe one just popped into your head. Tell us what it is. Leave a comment and that way we can all share. Okay, I'll start. Any Guitar Riff by Eddie Van Halen. That wasn't that shocking news. You got one better than that? Okay, you're up. This has been The Mike on Mike Wavecast. Thanks for listening.